0: This is where they make
1: their mark. This is the time where you've got to turn the table. You've got to take advantage and ride this wave and this momentum. Again.
0: And welcome once again to our Behind the Loons podcast series during the COVID-19 pandemic. Callum Williams here alongside Kindra D. St. Alban, And this week, Kindra, we speak to a Slovakian international, a man who has plied his trade previously in the Champions League, which we'll talk to him about a little later on, no doubt. And he's become a household name here in Minnesota for the Loons. Welcome to the podcast, Jan Gregus. How are you doing?
2: Very good, thank you. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Before we get into things, how have you coped during the lockdown? How are things at the moment?
2: Very good. So far, so good. We've been practicing now on the field, finally, for uh, I think it's the second week now. So finally, uh, we have some ball work as well, and uh, maybe till the or at the end of the next week we're gonna maybe join as a group finally so we're gonna see about that but finally finally on the pitch
0: but prior to getting to training Jan how has it been for you i'm assuming you're on your own in a foreign country during the pandemic has it been difficult to adjust
2: not really not be really because i've been uh, practicing almost almost every day sometimes twice so uh, other than that just food some games uh, a lot of reading so uh, that was kind of uh, my my schedule and like i said there've been so many so much training just for me to stay stay fit and uh, and find that uh, that was about it
1: i was going to say that maybe something that people don't know about you but we're privy to it every day at training is your your point of just individually doing extra work. So this time where you've been on your own and forced to be on your own and do your own stuff, that I was kind of nothing new for you because you were always setting up the cones and doing the extra stuff after after training every day.
2: Yeah, like you said, it's been nothing new. Also, kind of, I saw it as an opportunity to get even better. So uh, yeah, like you said, I like to like to train uh, individually as well after I'm. Um, I'm done with the team. First, of course, team is important. We do the teamwork and then when I feel like I always uh, always stay and uh, do something that I feel like uh, I need to do.
0: How has it been for you, Jan, since you joined the club in 2019, working with the coaching staff and particularly Adrian Heath?
2: Very good. Very good. They are uh, all professionals. Now also, uh, the guys that came in very professional. I have uh, Zero problem with that. We we have uh, one aim, and uh, that is to win all the time. That's what I like. We can see in the training the the mentality is there, like mine. So other than that, it's not uh, another problem.
0: Before we move on to other areas of your career, you mentioned obviously the team has returned to training sort of over the course of the last two weeks. Well, yeah. so what have you been able to accomplish during that time?
2: Well, the trainings are are intense. I have to say, um, it's uh, it's with the ball. It's uh, it's kind of like I said uh, earlier, a combination of running and dribbling and uh, and a lot of stuff. But it's uh, it's so intense. You don't really have uh, time to rest. But I love it. I love it. You can see that uh, we are pushing hard on the field. And uh, like I said, it's it's very intense. But it's good. We need that now.
0: Now then, um, let's talk international football for a moment, shall we? Your Slovakia debut came in 2015 Mm -hmm. against Czech Republic, which is ironic because that's where you were playing your club football at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think you're scheduled to play them again in September, actually. Hopefully we get to see that game. Uh, What were your emotions during that day when you made your debut for your country?
2: Uh, I remember that game very good, obviously and uh, i remember that there were maybe three three new guys with me as well that were about to make their debut and uh, i think before that game we had uh, one qualification game and uh, i was thinking maybe he will he will play me there but uh, but he didn't and then during the week he talked to me and he was like uh the coach was like, "Okay, this is going to be like uh, your game, uh, your debut. So just get ready." And from that moment, I was just like so happy that uh, it's finally it was it was my big dream to play for a national team. And uh, I remember all of the guys. That actually it was uh, two another guys that played with me for the first time, and and we had a great game. We had a great game. I had an assist for uh, my friend the Duda. He scored. And uh, we won 1-0, and it was uh, such a satisfying moment. Also, because uh, after after the game, uh, Hamshig and all the older players talked to the news like, uh, "Now, coach, really need to think about these guys because they played amazing, and and he need to think uh, like, kind of like uh, to take them on a on a championship that's that's next year." So. It was a very nice moment for me.
0: How was that having someone like Marek Hamšík saying those sort of words about you?
2: I didn't expect it to be honest. And I, uh, I saw it like maybe day after, and I was like, "Wow, that's 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 really nice of him." And uh, obviously, he liked the the way we played. And uh, I think he played uh, with us only first half. And and to say that from, from him, it was a big thing.
1: So explain to someone who maybe has never been on a national team what is that emotional roller coaster like going from your debut playing really well but every time the national team the international call ups come around and the friendlies come around and you don't know whether your your name your number is going to get called mm-hmm. into the group into the camp into the game what is that kind of emotional roller coaster like
2: Well uh, I wouldn't call it a roller coaster but uh... It's kind of I don't know from the like uh, beginnings. I was like very happy every time I got a call, and uh, and coach called me like few weeks before uh, before there was an official paper. So he was like, "Yeah, I'm watching you, and I see the, all the games, and you're doing good. So just keep keep working hard, and uh, and that's what I did. And uh, I had some some great great time with the national team so far. So uh, i feel very very grateful for that.
0: We're actually recording this podcast a few weeks before Euro 2020 okay. should have started. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously due to play a, a big playoff game against the Republic of Ireland. How frustrating is it not to be able to to play that game?
2: Well, it it came so fast. Like uh, I remember, one day I was uh, preparing myself to to play on Sunday, and the next day I was uh, told through the media or whatever that. Uh, the league has been cancelled because of the virus, so you you have to digest it uh, it very fast, and uh, that was the same with national team. Obviously, everybody would love to play and uh, and get to the championship as as fast as possible. But it's it's same for the whole world now. That's that's what uh, unites us now, and uh, that's how it is. What about your your first goal for the national team as well,
0: Jan? Talk us through it. I believe it was. March 2017. It was a World Cup qualifier as well against Malta. Do you remember
2: it? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I think uh, this game, uh, I remember we didn't, didn't start really good. I think we actually uh, were losing maybe 1-0. So I, I don't remember that now maybe. But uh, yeah, I remember that uh, I scored and it was uh, 1-1. So it kind of like uh, get us back on track. And, uh, yeah, it was a shot from behind and the goalkeeper didn't catch it quite good. But I was so happy. I was like, OK, finally, finally, I got to go for national team. And, uh, and that was it. Did, it um, did, did you get a chance
0: to, you know, speak to your family afterwards? I mean, you'd obviously had a couple of caps for the national team at that stage. But surely that must have been a, a fabulous moment for you, not only professionally, but personally
2: as well yeah of course, I think Father was the first that uh, that told me like uh, congratulations for that. finally you have it uh, you have it over you over it or something like that. you finally scored so uh, and yeah family friends uh, it was a nice moment nice moment and, and also that it was a very important game for us to get to the championship, so that was nice.
1: Speaking of family and friends, what kind of motivates you? What drives you? How did you get into soccer? I mean, I know we're kind of taking a little bit of a step backwards, but as you talk about your family and those feelings after that goal, what, what's what's your driving force and your motivation?
2: Oh, okay. So big step back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started like when I was a small kid. From the, from the moment I can remember, I was kicking a ball around. And uh, that time, my father was, uh, was a head coach of the first team in my city. So uh, I was kind of in that environment a lot, seeing all the players, like uh, being a small kid, three years old, just walking on the pitch. And uh, then I got a little bit older, and I remember uh, him, my father, and uh, my uh, best friend's father, they tried to like coach us, the small boys. And uh, then we got into academy, and it, it, it went like this. Then, seventeen year old, uh, first first game in Slovakian team, my city, when I was when I'm from. And uh, yeah, the same same year, I said I'm not gonna sign there the contract. I want to want to live to Czech Republic. So, but uh, but uh, like. Really, the moment when I was like, OK, I want to be a professional footballer, I think it came like, I was around 14. I said to my father, OK, everybody's like thinking about like what they're going to be. I want to be a professional footballer. So he was like, OK, really? So, OK, you need to work hard.
0: <laughs> and, and work hard you did. And you went on to play for some some good teams in the Czech Republic. I saw Banneker Strava Ostrava uh, on, mm-hmm. on resume, which is... Uh, a very well-known team in Czech Republic. But because of your success in that country, you then got attention from Europe and a big club in Europe, NFC Copenhagen in 2016. How did that move come about and how excited were you when it did happen?
2: Well, to be honest, uh, it happened during uh, Euros in France. I got called from the from the coach of uh, Copenhagen and he was like, uh, they are interested in me and they want to sign a contract and everything. And we actually, or I actually, did sign the contract uh, in the hotel. They kind of sent it through the, through the machine and stuff, and I, uh, I checked it everything, uh, signed it there, send them the copy back. So it needs it, to be done fast that time. So, so that's how we did it. Before that, I spoke to my national team coach, like, look, I'm, I'm about to uh, sign the contract in a new club. I want you to know that first. I don't want you to know it from uh, from news or something. And he was like, "Yeah, like congratulations, very big club in Europe. Uh, I hope you have a nice time." And uh, it went like this. Yes, uh, that time I, uh, I mean, I knew what uh, Copenhagen is like, uh, kind of the big club. But uh, when I get there, that's uh, that's when I really know that uh, what that what they are about.
0: And of course. Um in the first season, you won both the Cup and the League. What was that like, playing in such a successful team?
2: It was amazing. Like you said, first first year and we, we won the double. That was amazing. And uh, there were so many games, even if it was Cup or European League or Champions League. And we rotated quite well. So when you have three games a week, you play you play two then you rest one then you change the squad and we had a really strong squad so i think that's also the reason why uh, why we were able able to win uh, win the things because uh, yeah like i said we have european league i mean first we have champions league because they finished the first also last season so we played some qualifiers there and uh, then uh, danish cup and the league as well so a lot of games
0: yeah what was it like not only playing in the Europa League but then the Champions League as well it's obviously the tournament that everybody wants to play in worldwide
2: it's amazing it's a yeah they say it's a, it's a best uh, best kind of tournament in the world and uh, i can say i can say it was amazing i think uh, i think my first game was in uh, porto and uh, i think i got red card there uh, but we won or or maybe tied the game. I think it was 1-1 or 0-0. So, but still, still, still unbelievable. When they play the song that just, that you listen to as a, as a young kid, it's it's unbelievable. And uh, we had also a strong group. I think we didn't go through just because of the the goal scored and goal concede. But uh, other than that, amazing, amazing.
1: How does playing in a league like that, and as you just said, hearing that song kind of contribute to that driving force. I mean, was there anything you noticed from the players you played with and against during that time that you learned from, that elevated your game about watching how someone else went about their craft at that level?
2: You mean like uh, in the games or what do you mean? In
1: the games, in training with your own team, whatever it might've been that you maybe learned in that time in your career, that you picked up little things about how to elevate your game or how they were a professional. Yeah, what they yeah,
2: do. yeah, yeah. You always, or me, me personally, I always try to learn and uh, uh, take some takeaways from from everywhere where I am, and um, that was same there. And uh, like I, like I told you before, the mentality when I came to Copenhagen, that was win everything, win, just even like. Uh, draw is bad you need to win we and then we even played a good game we won and it still wasn't good enough so so just always like find the uh, new ways to improve uh, yourself as a team and uh yeah the <laughs> the lost is the uh, end of the world and that's why that's why they are successful you can see it now now everywhere now uh, people were watching the last dance and uh you can see you can see how how uh, what winning mentality is you just really want to need to want to there yeah.
0: i was going to ask you actually yana about the mentality during your your time at copenhagen what was was there a shift did you notice any change at all from the league to european competition because fc copenhagen as you mentioned expect to win every single game in in the league but if you go away to porto or or someone like chelsea or real madrid you would happily take a tie, I'm assuming. Did did you notice the mentality change if there wasn't
2: any? Yeah, it was was kind of like, uh, yeah, in the league, you have to win every single game, no matter what. If you don't or draw, there's something bad. You need to, like, adapt it and win the second one. But uh, when you go to the places like Atletico Madrid, for example, or you still have the winning mentality, you can beat them. But I told you Atletico, that was the the only club that coach actually said, like, we analyze them a lot and they are really, they don't have many weaknesses. But uh, other than that, it was always like, uh, we can win. This is how we should play to win. And uh, this is their strength. Uh, We can do better there and stop them there. So it was kind of always, we can win. And uh, yeah, probably the only one that uh, that you could feel like uh, little is, or it wasn't even the least because we played the uh, Atletico home and we were winning uh, 1-0 and nobody expected it. And then they won <laughs> 4-0 and uh, on our stadium, then we went there and it finished 0-0 and everybody was like from the team, like you could see like they were happy about 0-0 for the first time that I was there. that We play against Atletico, so that was probably the only time.
0: As a player, um, how do you react in that situation when a coach says to you, this is how we can play, but this is today how we should play?
2: Well, we always have kind of a structure and tactic like, uh, that we were used to. Always, uh, it was always structure. 4 2 everybody knew what they have to do on the football field. Uh, when the ball is there, the last man on the field know where he has to be. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of that. And s- just slight changes, for example. I don't know how you, how you attack the team when they start from the goalkeeper or whatever. When we wanted to put pressure on them, just slight details, you know. But other than that, we had our structure and uh, our way of playing, and that that never changed. So with all that European
0: football on the mindset, Jan, I've been dying to ask you this for ages. What (laughs) are the the main differences that that you have noticed during your time here comparing North American soccer to to European soccer?
2: Mm. You mean like Champions League, or what do you mean? Like the Europe in general, Did league play, and and what you have experienced. Ooh, uh, like people, people always ask me, like, what is the difference difference in the leagues and so on. And uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, to compare it to the last one that I remember, definitely, definitely more quality than the Danish league because in Danish league you have maybe three three teams that that win it all the time and they just change even if it's cup, even if it's uh, league. So uh, that's kind of it. Here, you can uh, basically anybody. There's like big quality in every team, every single team almost. And uh, like we saw last season, like uh, last team can be the the first one. When DC was on the top, uh, I remember that uh, a few of the like Uh, bad teams beat them so yeah it's kind of like uh the the quality here is like with more teams you know like more teams here have a have a quality to to be successful and that's kind of the main difference a lot of lot of players from like uh south america you see a lot of technical players and stuff like that so that's kind of the biggest difference other than tempo i don't know Probably the biggest one, of course, Champions League, but uh, yeah, this European League football. The intensity there is, uh, is uh, probably the highest, yeah. What about the fans? Fans are amazing. I, uh, I can't say one bad word about fans here because uh, every single home game, it was sold out and uh, amazing, amazing experience. Also would like to thank, thank them this way because uh, the atmosphere they created for us was amazing. And every time we were about to play home, we were happy. And uh, I think you could see it on the pitch, the energy that they gave us and uh, the energy we, we gave them back was, was amazing last season. And uh, I was about to say, we got, I hope it's going to be the same this year, but I don't think so <laughs> with, with no fans. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we will see. But fans here also amazing. So, before we
0: focus really on, on Minnesota United and your time here, another question I've been wanting to ask you for ages, Jan. Who is the best player that you've played with and the best player that you've played against during your career?
2: <sighs> OK, I start against because it's easier for me. When uh, yeah, When we play against Spain, of course, Iniesta, one of the best I play against. Then, hey, you can go every single player from Spain because that time they were world champions and uh, they were really amazing. But uh, I always used to say that in my mind, when we played, I think it was under 70s or 80s, or I think 70s, under 70s for national team, uh, Hazard. Hazard was uh, was amazing. I remember he was uh, like dribbling through our defenders and, and singing. And I was like, what is what, this guy is singing on the field? I was like, wow. He was kind of one of the, probably technically one of the best for sure.
0: That's incredible. He was singing as he was dribbling through the players.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but yeah, he was enjoying himself a lot. But yeah. Other than, of course, uh, Atletico, Griezmann. Griezmann was unbelievable also. Who else? Uh, Varane in France, very strong. A lot of, lot, of, lot of great players. Also Rooney many times for, for England as well. Uh, Legend, another one. So probably these ones. And then
0: you mentioned yeah. one that would have been fairly close to you on the field in iniesta. In how on earth do you even prepare to play for for somebody who is so smart and sees things so quickly compared to a lot of other players you you must have had nightmares the day before trying to figure out how to do. No,
2: no 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 I had the best leave of my life trust me I was like finally because I always want to I always want to play against best I always said that I wanted to play against Cristiano Messi these two I still miss so <laughs> so you'll see but uh, it was amazing I remember we also, of course, had our like tactical meetings before the game against Spain. But then, like a few minutes before the kickoff, he just said, "Like, I don't need to tell you anything. Just look at the board and see the names. You see them every time on the. You see them every time on the TV. You you look at them, and now is your chance to play against them. And I remember we uh, we kind of started very good against them. They were kind of in shock, I remember. We had uh, we had a big chance. I passed to my friend and he kind of went almost on, a, on an empty goal but didn't score. And then they gave them penalty. Iniesta scored. And then 2-0. Uh, then and then they just skipped the ball. 3,000 passes each. And, <laughs> and that was it.
0: I was going to say from a tactical point of view, surely in that instance, it's just got to be try and and.
2: Keep your shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to like, yeah, you just have to like uh, shock them or something because when they're on the ball, they all you can do is put uh, eleven people. And that time, I don't say it now because now a lot of people change the way they play them. But uh, that time when they were at their top, they were uh, very hard. You you can't even press them. It's so hard to press them with the whole team because they have so uh, such a quality that uh, they go through you very easy.
0: So, why is it so hard to press them, Jan, In that instance, what what do they do?
2: Well, they they keep the ball very good and they never lose it. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very very good on the ball. I, I think Busquets has around uh, one one hundred fifty pass that game, and he he did like one forty or something. So, maybe just one one missed pass. So, amazing amazing experience, and. Uh, yeah, beautiful memory.
1: So, were you able to come up with your the best teammate, the best player you've ever played with?
2: Uh, it has to be the the two guys from the national team, Marek Hamšík uh, and uh, and Martin Škrtel. They won like last maybe eight years best best footballer of uh, Slovakia. So, so I have to give it to them. <laughs> tell used to be captain for a long time. Now it's Hamšík. So, uh, yeah, cool guys. Martin Skrtel was uh, a bit of a brute,
0: wasn't he? How, how was he as a human being?
2: Uh, very good. Even like, yeah, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say how nice how nice he is, but machine, machine on the field. I remember he has. Uh, there was one training where he had. I think broken thumb or something on the on the hand, so he had it all taped. There was a long ball and he jumped and he fell down on that thumb and it was like dislocated. You can see it like completely other way. And he was screaming like crazy. Then doctor came, put the thumb on the place, and he was just he just continued to run like nothing happened. We were like, wow. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say it's probably safe to go with those two guys anyways, because you'll play with them again. And if they ever happen to listen to the podcast, at least they'll know that you named them as, as the two best. Okay, you've
2: ever okay. With that them. means that I have to go to China. I'm huh? <laughs> in China now or, or Turkey. So we'll
0: see. <laughs> um so Jan, let's concentrate for a little while, shall we, on, on Minnesota United now. Um you've been here since the start of the twenty nineteen campaign. Uh, how would you sum up your time here both? personally and, and professionally? Has it been a success so
2: far? Yeah, I think so. Even though I, uh, I think we were, uh, we were very close to win something last season, I think that was kind of the thing when you are like, uh, like, very good team, but uh, we didn't really win anything. And uh, I think we did have a quality to, to win some. And uh, that should happen in the Cup Final in, uh, in Atlanta. And we were very close. also in playoff, I think we got uh we got quality to go go further than this. maybe maybe it would be different when we wouldn't lose the last game of the regular season, but that's also like uh, if, you know we don't play on if and uh, uh, this is how it is. but uh, personally, very happy here uh, also in the team quality team, quality management stuff, all, all good things. So, uh, yeah, just to win something and I will be more happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how did you end up Minnesota United, MLS? How do you end up here? How do you end up with this club? And then also what other players within the league did you lean on maybe and chat with about to find, you know, some insight and advice? Or what did you know about MLS in Minnesota before you before you got mm-hmm. here?
2: well I, I, I knew kind of like the basic info about MLS in general, but uh, other than uh, like closer to, to Minnesota United or something, I, I didn't have an idea. they uh, they basically came. Uh, the boss came to the Copenhagen and talked to me with uh, with money as well and they they talked about the plan, with the team, with the new stadium. So I had the time to think about it. And then, like you asked, I uh, I think I uh, asked Albert also Rusnak about the about the league and so. But uh, I still I still wouldn't change if he would say something I, I wouldn't like. I was already like uh, kind of I knew what I'm going to do, so that was just like you know to to be kind. <laughs> but uh, no, in my in my head, I, I already knew that I'm going to. I'm going to go here, and uh, yeah, obviously, I didn't know that what it's going to be like. Everything was new, like uh, new continent and everything. I used to tell before I, I was almost everywhere in the world, but never in America. And you see now, I'm am, I am here playing in MLS, so so that's kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how it kind of happened.
0: You mentioned there, Jan, but you, you spoke to Albert Rusnak of Real Salt Lake. Do you get the sense now that there's more people at a good age in Europe that are starting to think about Major League Soccer?
2: Yeah, I think also another two Slovakians came to the league lately, and uh, like you said, a lot of a lot of young players uh, are coming to the to the league, and that's what makes uh, makes the league better as well. You see a lot of young talents now coming and uh and playing the league so just just good for uh, MLS football
0: and uh, just finally Jan, uh we appreciate your time it's been wonderful to chat to you before we let you go um you mentioned earlier on the experience of a match day at Allianz Fields and how great the fans were if you wouldn't mind before we let you go a little message to the fans
2: well message would be thanks thanks because uh yeah, all I can remember now is the the atmosphere they created it for us, and especially the last game. Last game we played against uh, LA Galaxy. That atmosphere was, I think, one of the best in the league and that year that we had. And um, to have something like that again would be amazing. Obviously, we don't know what uh, what future will bring, but I just want it to happen uh, as as soon as possible because uh, it was amazing for the players, for the staff, that's why we play. We play for the fans and, uh, and to make them happy, uh, obviously for us as well. But as you know, the atmosphere and everything about football, it's, uh, it's football is like it is because of the fans, of course.
0: While team sports may be sidelined right now, team spirit is going strong. Alina Health and Minnesota United have teamed up to support the frontline caregivers at Alina Health. Learn how you can help by visiting alinahealth.org forward slash caring for caregivers.